0: Crossover Appeal is a show that will sometimes have spoilers, but the hosts promise not to be jerks about it. Also, from time to time, Walt and Annie may get small details about the things they discuss incorrect, and they would like you to know that every time it happens, it is done on purpose to spite you specifically. Enjoy the show! Hey everybody and welcome to Crossover Appeal. I'm Walt McGough.
1: And I'm Annie Cardy.
0: Hi, hey, Annie. Hey Walt. Annie it's almost Thanksgiving.
1: Yes and we are thankful for fandoms. Fandoms
0: and-, and adorableness.
1: Yeah things that we love that are cozy but also exciting and thrilling.
0: It's true. Uh, characters who like to eat food. characters who are in other settings may be food
1: yeah Yeah. characters who live in the wild or wish they lived in the wild
0: Mm -hmm. characters Um, who manage the wild
1: unlikely bands of friends
0: it's true um waffles
1: yeah that's a great bunny name
0: That would be a good bun name. There we go. That's the crossover right there. We can quit early.
1: Yep. Good job. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: (laughs) Eddie, what are – well, first, what do we do on Crossover Appeal? Well,
1: on Crossover Appeal, we take two fandoms, two pieces of media, book, movie, TV show, things you watch, read, listen to, Mm -hmm. and then – Materials of interest. Yeah. Narrative storytelling things. Yeah. We cross them over. Take one world, squish it into another world.
0: Just whirl them all together. Yeah. Shake it all up.
1: And and um, make those characters dance.
0: Yeah. And kiss when... Species appropriate.
1: Yeah, or, you know, all those good things. Humans, yeah, the, animals. Yeah,
0: the games are going to be weird today. Yeah. Because we're... what are the two things we're crossing over? So
1: we are crossing over Watership Down and Parks and Recreation. Huzzah! Yay!
0: Yay, both very cozy things yes. that we love.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, fewer kisses will be happening today. Yeah,
0: kiss your faces is going to get weird, folks. I'm just laying it out there right now. Or not. No, no we're, we're just just still nigh. doing it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Although, you know, I think, you know what, I'm going to say challenge accepted i know i know one oh, that i'm going to make work
0: Wow, I feel like- I know a
1: couple that I can make more.
0: I feel like I'm going to regret this very quickly. No, no,
1: we're ready.
0: All right, well, I'm excited to get to the end of the episode now in this case. Uh, So why don't you go ahead and give me the synopsis on Watership Down.
1: So Watership Down is a British animal adventure novel by Richard Adams about a group of anthropomorphized rabbits who escape the destruction of their warren and seek a new home in Watership Down.
0: Now, and this is not anthropomorphized like- Disney anthropomorphize. Well,
1: they talk right. to each other. They don't right. like talk to humans or anything. Yeah. it's not like Sebastian the crab.
0: Right, exactly. That or or like uh, like a Pixar although, kind of anthropomorphization.
1: Although you know, well, I guess Toy Story they do talk to that creepy kid next door. Right, but like so far, I don't remember if Sebastian can talk to humans. So he can talk to Ariel. Oh, that's but She's true. a mermaid. Like yeah. I don't think he could be like, "Hey, Prince Eric, I'm a I'm a crab."
0: <laughs> I feel like that chef knew that something was up.
1: She was going to kill him anyway. Yeah, well, it's
0: true. He was a murderer. Things
1: got dark. Um,
0: but yeah, so they're straight up rabbits. They're rabbits. They it's talk bas- like it's people. It's basically
1: like a, the secret world of rabbits. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it is more Pixar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. But again, like, can the ants talk to the humans? I don't know. Whereas it didn't, It does not seem like the rabbits can do interspecies. Well, I mean, they talk to birds and stuff, I but hope not ants humans. I can't,
0: can't talk to people. Because then if they got that brain-eating fungus thing, oh, you yeah. just hear them screaming. Oh,
1: my God. And I used to squish ants when I was little. Oh, no. I loved squishing ants. Oh. They're, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you got a lot of karma I, to I know. There. They're
1: coming for me. <laughs> um, so anyway, Watership Down uh, was first published in 1972 and was received to great acclaim, including a Carnegie Medal win, which is big in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, So the story follows Hazel and Fiverr, two brother rabbits, after Fiverr has a vision that their warren is soon to be destroyed. Hazel and Fiverr aren't able to convince the leader of their warren to leave, but the brothers manage to escape with a small group of rabbits before their land is demolished by a construction crew.
0: Good job, guys.
1: Yeah, good job, Hazel and Fiverr. You're adorable. I love you. <laughs> uh, the rabbits continue their journey to find a safe new home, uh, led by Hazel, who has never led a warren before. They avoid capture by a group of rabbits who are bred on, the farm, uh, on a farm and want to add Hazel's group in order to increase their numbers and thus um reduce their own chances of being um of being killed. Oh, I see. So, so yeah, yeah, they're it's like, like a oh no. Game. yeah, they're like, oh no, come hang out with us guys. Yeah. And then the Hazel's rabbits are like, wait, what happened to those other rabbits? And they're like, oh yeah, that could happen to you too. And we go
0: by seniority. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You know. Sorry newbies.
1: <laughs> um but they do not stay on that farm. Um and they make it to uh, Watership Down, which nice. is a nice area that Fiverr foresaw. Aww. As a new home, so they're safe there. But then they realize they don't have any female bunnies with whom to breed.
0: Lack of foresight, guys. Yeah, especially right? gender, for a psychic future. Right, bunny. I think.
1: But I think Fiber Fiber is like I want to say he's more on the asexual side because yeah. I feel like yeah, I don't remember him like macking up with any other bunnies there. Well, he's
0: got other things to worry about. He's got a lot like to the think future. about. Yeah,
1: psychic Fiber, I love you. Aww. Um so they have no gender parity, so they need to ad- address <laughs> that issue this real really hard. really is a modern-day allegory. Yeah, right? Um, so they find another warren with lots of females there, but it's run by a dictator named General Wound – I don't know if it's Woundwart or Woundwart. Looks like
0: – I'm going to say Woundwart. Yeah, because that's way on more hardcore.
1: Uh, so General Woundwart, he's like the, the evil dictator bunny.
0: Can I have a quick sidebar? Yeah. How did he get to be a general?
1: He was in the war.
0: The bunny wars?
1: No, World War I. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. The, fam- the famed buddy battalions. Yeah, right. Oh.
0: You know, they'd be great at they trench warfare. They had
1: pigeons. They had yeah. to carry a pigeons. That's true. And they, they would be
0: great at trench warfare. They
1: would. Dig it in and then diggers. all of a sudden, it's got a grenade.
0: Yeah! No. <laughs> it throws it, so, Okay, obviously. good, good.
1: Because he's got a little arms and he can just right. throw it.
0: Or it kicks it like a soccer ball. Yeah,
1: there we go. Um So, Hazel and his bunnies help organize an escape from Woundwort's warren. They're successful, but uh, Woundwort and his crew attack Watership Down. So, the Watership Down rabbits win by releasing a dog from the local farm who attacks Woundwort.
0: Or, oh, yay, rather.
1: Yeah, like, and, like, apparently... Is this the local murder farm? No, this is another farm. Okay. So, there are other bunnies there, and, like, they, you know, Hazel and, um, I think it's big wig managed to let the dog escape. And, um... When War is like real, for, like for real crazy. And like he right. like goes at the dog. Oh, man. So it's like dog bunny battle.
0: He was like, I fought in the war. I can yeah, take oh, you Yeah, oh, exactly. On. He's You're like, just like the Kaiser.
1: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He like goes for it. Um yeah. And that there's like, you don't, the bunnies are like, no one knows what happened exactly like oh. no one found his body so they don't know if he escaped. See, or.
0: that's good looking out for a sequel.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so there're like funny there are funny ghost stories at the end Ooh. that you can like still hear him in the woods. Um, but so um, when he's on the farm, Hazel is almost attacked by the farm the farm cat. <gasps> But he's saved by the farm girl and is driven by her dad in a car back to Watership Down. Aww. So, like... Do they just,
0: like, the farmer just knows that there's a war in there? Well,
1: the the farm... Yeah. I think it's, like, the f- the little girl is like, oh, no, look at the bunny. And the the farmer's dad is like, well, he's a wild bunny. Mm. So we should probably take him back to, like, the big field. To Wild Bunnyton. To Wild Bunnyton. Um... Ten years later, Hazel dies knowing that his warren will be safe for generations. Oh,
0: good job, Hazel. Yeah,
1: Hazel, I love you. Throughout the book, we learn extensively about rabbit life, um, in which rabbits have their own language, social structures, culture, and mythology. Um, and there are like stories scattered throughout. Um, and this is all very factual and real. And rabbits definitely have their own gods and myths and language. Yeah, I
0: mean, it checks out to me. Um, this is a, a genuine question, not yeah. a joke or a yeah. pop quiz. But do they ever say why it is named Watership Down?
1: that's a place
0: but like what like do they do they go into the na- the place name at all
1: no i think it's like sandalford it, it's a oh, place in england yeah sandalshire yeah well the sandalford is a thing
0: oh well i mean sandalshire might be sandals
1: Shandalsh- Shopshansh- it's shire. the
0: uh, it's the sandals in hobbiton the sandalshire so it's like when sandals, you go when you, when you do your honeymoon in the shire <laughs> yeah. before sarin sweeps in
1: yeah oh totally yeah because you you like have the, the seafood buffet yeah, and just hobbits carrying around trays of free the, drinks, yeah, and you can just sit by the pond and they do look like at the fireworks at night, yeah, right.
0: You know what the slogan is? What? There's always second breakfast. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely.
0: Cool. Uh, oh. But yeah, I, that was just something I remember when I was a kid, like seeing this book and just like being, like the the title does not uh, flow trippingly off the tongue. No,
1: and you're like, wait, how is that related to bunnies? But yeah. I think like it's like the downs as a, oh for sure, yeah, yeah.
0: I think I spent some time thinking there was like a spaceship involved, yeah. like it was going to be bunnies and well, sci-fi. Well, because or... that's the
1: thing; it's technically classified as science fiction or fantasy.
0: Uh, well, fantasy I would guess.
1: Really? Well, yeah. Because they're bunnies.
0: But with gods.
1: Yeah, but they're- Pagan know, gods. But we don't know. No one's ever talked to the bunnies. That's true, they except maybe this author. He things. may have
0: been- Richard Adams may have been the first one.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that I remember once I saw- It was like the, you know, top 100 lists of science fiction and fantasy novels. Like, which ones have you read? And one of them was Watership Down. And I was literally like, why is this on this list? It's <laughs> bunnies are real. I don't understand. This and, is not fantasy. And then Walt was like, I don't think they- really like have a deep mythology. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that is not true. It
0: was the biggest test our marriage has faced. I like
1: I, I was genuinely confused why this was not <laughs> classified as a realistic work of fiction. Yeah.
0: Um so on a scale of zero to Disney's Robin Hood. Yes. How many furries have been inspired by Watership? That's Down? a
1: good question. I would say not as many because they don't sure. wear pants and stuff. It's not the fully it's they're not the, the
0: anthropomorphized like human right. kin. They're not bunnykin.
1: Yeah, they're and they're not like I mean, they, they, you, when you're reading it, you're like, these are definitely bunnies. Right. I'm just getting the secret world of bunnies. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all have characters. They all have uh, characteristics and personalities. So, yeah. like, they're, they feel like real people.
0: And I'm sure a lot of the mythology has probably worked its way into the Bunnykin community.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: because it's ready made for and you. It's like um, a D&D setting.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, well actually, oh, so funny you bring that up, because oh. apparently there was um, a, a Watership Down style D&D. RPG? Yeah, let me see. Oh, I, I think I can find it somewhere, but it was like...
0: Like a tabletop? It was a tabletop role-playing, role-playing
1: game. game. Yeah. It was like bunnies and something, and it was called B&B.
0: Oh man, so Badgers?
1: You, no, I don't think so. Uh Bugles. Beagles, beagles,
0: bunnies. Oh, that would not that, be a no. game. No, that one side of that game would have a way better time than the other side. Uh, Why?
1: Because you would have to avoid them.
0: Well, right. bunnies and
1: burrows. That was
0: it. Oh, okay, that makes way more sense. Yes. Oh, bunnies and burrows. I, so
1: any like anyone who wants to play bunnies and burrows, uh, you find it and I'll play it. Yeah, you
0: just let us know. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Why don't you um, tell us about
1: some characters? Yeah. So we've got obviously Hazel, the leader. He's a great, brave bun. Um, Fiver, who's Hazel's brother, he's a nervous and psychic bun. Uh, he's adorable. There's Bigwig, who's a former police officer bun, who Ooh. is strong and brave and loyal. There's Blackberry, a good, smart bun. Aww. Holly and Bluebell, who are also two former police buns from the original Warren, who were after Hazel and their crew. Mm-hmm. But once they realize that Fiverr's visions were accurate, they end up joining oh, Hazel. good job, Yeah, Dallas. good job. You
0: can change your minds.
1: There's, um... His in play. One of these names is
0: not like the others Yeah, right.
1: Well, this is from <laughs> this is a female rabbit who lives in Woonwarts Warren. So, okay, so
0: she has a different background.
1: Yeah, different different area. Uh-huh. um And um Ephrafa is Woonwarts Warren. Got it. um And so, so that's yeah, where so, she's from. So
0: Ephrafa is the Warren that was not overseen by like a five year old girl. Naming, yeah, right. Naming all the buns. Yeah.
1: Um. So we have again uh General Woonwart, who is the despotic leader of Ephrafa, who is cunning and ruthless and like willing to kill to keep his rule. Yeah. Yeah, he's the evilest of buns. Oh
0: de- death metal bun. Yeah. Viking uh, bun.
1: Yeah, like this. He's like he's really more of like a Stalin bun. He's oh. he's real not.
0: <laughs> Stalin bun sounds like a city in Russia.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. Aww. laughs> Welcome to Stalin there Bun. Stalin bun. Yeah. Um we have other rabbits, including Strawberry, Haystack, Buckthorn, Hockpit, and Pipkin. Hockbit
0: and Pipkin. <laughs>
1: like, literally the cutest of names yeah. that could possibly happen. Didn't
0: you mention that the author started telling these stories to his children? Oh, yeah,
1: it was like they were driving to um, a theatrical performance, uh-huh. and, you know, the girls were like, oh, tell us a story, because this was way back in the day, before you had TVs and right, your or car. Podcasts yeah, or podcasts, right? or anything. You could listen to us instead of listening to your dad. Ugh. I know. Um. So he yeah started telling stories, and of course you're going to pick strawberry and fiber. Right. As the I, name. I suspect
0: that he helped. He let them participate in the naming.
1: What are you talking about? I you mean, think a middle-aged man wouldn't pick um, Pipkin as a Pipkin? name? No,
0: Pipkin. I believe. I don't know. Something about strawberry.
1: Oh no, strawberry! Because bunnies love strawberries.
0: <laughs> no, you know you got me there. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, but that's the thing. If you're a bunny, that's what's true. around? Um, so there are also characters from Latin mythology, It's rabbit mythology, Oh. including Frith, the sun god who created rabbits and the rest of the world. Good job, Frith. Um, I'm going to butcher this name, but it's El Arera, the trickster rabbit who is smart and clever and devoted to his warren, but also kind of a troublemaker.
0: The greatest trick El Ra ever played was having a name that was unpronounceable. Yeah, exactly.
1: And he just laughs I and, like and he's, laughs. He's a little like... Like Loki, uh-huh. but like he he is like a good rabbit. Yeah, you got to
0: have a trickster guy in there. Yeah,
1: but he's like their their main person. Oh, okay. Like sort of like a rare rabbit. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but like he's the rabbit. All the other rabbits follow. Uh-huh. But he's also getting a little trickster. Oh well, yeah, because uh, because rabbit because yeah man. got a bun. Um, there's Prince Rainbow, who oh, is a on. I know, right? <laughs> who is a godlike figure who tries to keep El A Ra in line. Mm-hmm. And there's the black rabbit of Inlay, a rabbit figure of death.
0: Ooh, now see that's a good name. Yes, right there.
1: Exactly. That's um, that's made for bunnies and birds. Oh totally. So yeah, it's it's like a real great combination of like real life bunny adventure, but then also seeing like the way bunny mythology is created yeah. um, and the legends of Bundum.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I guess would probably take us into stuff that we liked and the themes and Yeah.
1: Um, so a big theme here is community and tyranny. Um, Hazel and his group have to figure out what it means to be a safe and successful community. and the f- uh, Buns, in the face of so many threatening communities. They're hunted by the rabbit police force of two Warrens, mm-hmm. and they have to battle with a total tyrant for their ultimate safety. Um, But by being inclusive and listening to his fellow rabbits, Hazel proves to be a great leader. Good looking out, Hazel. Yeah, Hazel does a great job. Um, Trust is another big thing. With um, Fiber's visions, they're often scary and confusing. But Hazel believes his brother, and they're all safer because of it. Um, Fiver's a little weird, but the other bunnies believe and respect him.
0: I mean, he does have a pretty good track record.
1: True, if his but first like, vision
0: is like, we're all going to get kicked out of our warren, and then you get kicked out of your warren. Like,
1: yeah, like, you believe Fiverr. probably time to trust But Fiver. like, yeah, there was a... The Fiverr ends up seeing Hazel ride in the car, and all the other bunnies <sighs> are like, what are you talking about?
0: No bunnies ever no, ride right, in the car. No, right,
1: they're like, the, the, the cars are dangerous. Yeah. Like, this must mean something real bad, like... What is? What are you talking about? Oh. And then Hazel rides in a car. The car is his salvation. It's so exciting! Hey, high five,
0: Fiver! <laughs> Little
1: bun. Mm-hmm. Oh, good job, Fiver. Um, And nature and mankind is a real big theme as well. Obviously, man is often a destructive force in the world of Watership Down in terms of destroying warrens, driving trucks, laying traps, and killing buns. Uh, But the farm girl and her father ultimately show what a kind human can be for a bun. And we should all endeavor to take care of our bunny neighbors and our natural world. It's
0: true. Oh buns!
1: Yeah, I feel like um, this would be. A, I know that there is an animated mo- movie version, which people mm-hmm. apparently are real freaked out by. Oh
0: yeah, it's uh, it's one of the Bakshi ones. Um, y- yeah. Bakshi. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, and it's uh, it's up there. Oh god, what was the other one? Um, Nim the ra- the the Ratso secret of Nim. Man- the secret of Nim.
1: I was that the same person? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was the same oh, studio. I
1: thought okay, because that was um, what's his name? Oh no, wait, Dom Deluise. Or Dom Bluth. Dom Bluth. That's it. Oh no,
0: maybe maybe. Watership Down might not have been Don Bluth.
1: Yeah. Watership Down definitely wasn't. Okay. Well. But anyway, it's a real freaky animated mm. movie. I think it was the same person who did the um, the animated Hobbit.
0: Oh, yeah. That was Ralph Bakshi. Okay, I was yeah. right the first time, but then wrong about that. <laughs> so trust your instincts, yep. Walt.
1: Um, but I feel like it would actually make a great Studio Ghibli movie. Mm. Because I think Miyazaki has that tendency to like not, to both not like, gloss things over Mm -hmm. but also be really gentle and be like and his big thing is like respect nature yeah and like live in harmony yeah um so I know that Miyazaki keeps saying he's not going to make more movies, but I think he should make this one. He really
0: should. He should come out of retirement.
1: I would love that. Oh, um, Miyazaki. Other things that I would like, um, basically about Watership Down, um, Bun Adventures, number one. Say no more. This is a fantastic odyssey story centered around a group of rabbits. It's exciting and adorable.
0: Bunnies and burrows, man. Bunnies
1: and burrows. There is also bun culture. So, Adams has constructed such a believable world for the rabbits in which their own language and history and mythology feel so real. Like, and it makes me believe that it's actually real and not fantasy at all.
0: It's true. You have fully integrated this knowledge.
1: I am 100% in to Lapine Mm -hmm. mythology. Um, but I think it's a great example of world building yeah like absolutely. he has a fantastic constructed world here
0: especially in like such in just a single volume yeah I, mean, I, feel like I, I think watership down gets included in a lot of conversations with like you know, the red wall books yeah. which are again animals but it's with a very human fantasy setting yeah but it happens to be animals yeah. instead and like whereas watership down it's so singular and it's and specific
1: and it's singular and specific and it's it's again like the secret world of exactly what is going on in our yeah. lives right now it's like they don't wear a little clothing they don't have little cups and bowls which right. is also great like yeah, I first, love that too the but the first
0: few pages are them like coming out of their burrow in the morning and pooping yeah like, because bunnies do
1: because you got to do that as a bun
0: well, I mean, yeah, and then have your poops. psychic vision <laughs> everybody psychics
1: yes <laughs> um also the bun characters I seriously love the cast of the bunnies here. Like Hazel and Fiverr and Bigwig and all the others are just so real and well-crafted as characters. Even if you think, how can I possibly read a book about bunnies? You're wrong.
0: <laughs> You're wrong. And you should feel really you bad should, about you should, how wrong you are. And then are. you should
1: go read about bunnies and fall in love with them. Oh I know. Love it's so buns. so great. Love buns. They'll
0: flop into your heart.
1: Speaking of love buns, do you want to talk about all the love buns on Parks and Rec? Absolutely.
0: Just a bunch of little cinnamon rolls yeah. running around. Um, so yeah, Parks and Recreation is a political mockumentary sitcom uh, created by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur that ran on NBC from 2009 to 2015. Uh, it starred Amy Poehler, Nick Offerman, Chris Pratt, Aubrey Plaza, and a billion other actors who I love deeply and obsessively. And le- had to stop myself just writing them all out mm-hmm. in this synopsis because we're going to get to them in the characters.
1: And like, this was a big breakout show for most of these actors. Oh,
0: absolutely! It made the vast majority of their careers. Yeah. Like, and it was uh, it was Amy Poehler's first project after uh, SNL. Yeah. and Helped her transition into the sort of big name star that she is now. Yeah. Um, so, who
1: should totally be our friend? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Our breakout star and our best friend, Amy Poehler. Oh, yes. Um, basic synopsis and setup. Uh, the show, I mean, it's a sitcom, so it's really just about the basic premise, and then it spins out from there. So rather than talking about the whole plot line of the show, let's we'll talk about the premise. Um, it's set in fictional Pawnee, Indiana, a small town in middle America with some very big problems. Mm-hmm. And by big, we mean a possum got loose on the golf course again. Aww. But uh, the relatively small potatoes politics of the town does not in any way deter the deputy director of its Parks and Recreation Department, uh, played by Amy Poehler. Um, She is an inveterate optimist, a true believer and workaholic uh, who believes in the intrinsic goodness of America, the town around her and her friends.
1: She's a total Gryffindor.
0: Yeah, she's an absolute Gryffindor, but with a healthy dose of Hufflepuff in yeah. there as oh, well. Yeah. Um, the show is made in a mockumentary style, sort of a la The Office, uh, with lots of improv in scenes and you know to the camera confessionals that really get you inside of the characters' heads as they go through their experiences. Um, Amy Poehler's character Leslie Nope, is counterbalanced by her friend and frequent sparring partner Ron Swanson, who is played by Nick Offerman and is the director of the Parks and Rec department. Um, who is an extreme libertarian and sort of sees it as his duty to ensure that the town government does nothing. Um, he sees any government action as a waste of taxpayer money. And so takes it as his God given mission to ensure that the wheels of the city turn, not at all.
1: But while also being someone who's deeply devoted to like the outdoors. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, it's like he both wants to do good things for people the parks and recreation while also sticking it to the government. Yeah,
0: he wants to do good things and has zero <laughs> confidence in the government's ability to yes, do good things. Exactly. So, so yeah, he's a man of strong principle. Um, Leslie and Ron are very diametrically opposed politically, but both have wonderful, great, big, generous hearts and a belief in the people that mm-hmm. they work with. Um, and that's easy because they work with great people. Um, I'm going to talk about everybody that I can in the characters, but the show really gradually spins out... Its supporting cast, uh, both at the parks and rec department and otherwise, um, as they tackle budget crises, town mergers, new arrivals, marriages, job changes, babies, and endless plates of waffles altogether. Um, as they do, the show sort of continually elaborates on both the personal and civic mytho- mythologies of Pawnee, um, that underpin the plot and just gives, like you said, Really great performers, really great chances to shine Mm -hmm. and sort of come into their own and uh, introduce themselves to the American comedic landscape, which it did for a whole lot of folks. Yeah. Um, Including, uh, let's get into the characters. We've got Leslie Nope played by Amy Poehler. She is just sunshine and rainbows with an iron will and a fully prepared binder of examples. Oh
1: yay. Um,
0: Ron Swanson, played by Nick Offerman, the only hardcore libertarian I would ever want to hang out with. So true. Um we've got Andy played by Chris Pratt. Uh, He is a lovable goofball character who, unlike in most shows, actually manages to be both lovable and eternally a goofball.
1: And I feel like his evolution as a character was really interesting Mm -hmm. considering like first season he was like someone's slacker boyfriend. Yeah, he's just a deadbeat boyfriend. Yeah, who you hate. Mm. And then within a couple seasons, like Chris Pratt Pratt really found that lovable side of him. Yeah,
0: I think you see the show, it's, a, it's an, uh, a moment of a show, I think, recognizing what it has in a performer. Yeah. Because Chris Pratt, it's really hard to dislike Chris Pratt on screen. And so even though they'd written this fairly loathsome character for him, he just has this kind of puppy dog innocence that and, you and always... And like
1: real good comic timing.
0: Yeah. And so you always expect his character to get better.
1: Yeah. And, and they, you have and hope for did. them. And
0: he does. And so the show really took that and ran with it. And I think it speaks a lot to their philosophy of how they approached characters in general. Um, We have April Aubrey Plaza, um, or Janet Snakehole, if she's on a secret agent mission. Um, She is the sort of disaffected admin at the Parks and Rec department. Um, She is very into being dark and mysterious and random, and manages to keep all of those characteristics consistent while growing as a person throughout the course of the show. And I think becomes one of the sort of stealth protagonists of the series. Oh, totally.
1: I think the story ends up being a lot of how she comes to really find what she enjoys both about the world and herself yeah. um, it, without being ironic about it.
0: Exactly. Um, you have Ben Wyatt played by Adam oh. Scott, the most lovable nerd in television history and a perfect romantic foil for Leslie. Uh, Chris Traeger played by Rob Lowe in, again, the most perfectly cast part. He is irrepressibly happy and excited about all things forever even when he can't stop pooping.
1: Oh, um, I feel like sometimes I think of myself as a little Chris traeger You have some traeger oh, tendencies. Oh yeah. I'll be like, that is literally the greatest thing in the world like even talking about bunnies I'm like they're the most adorable Mm -hmm. thing ever and I love them yeah
0: he's a character who manages to wield hyperbole genuinely yeah like you really feel like he believes that everything he says is the greatest is the greatest in that moment for him yeah um, you have Anne Perkins, played by Rashida Jones. She's
1: a um, l- beautiful land mermaid, exactly. as Leslie nope would say. Yeah,
0: Leslie gives her so many different, uh, uh titles throughout the show. And compliments. And all of them are accurate. Um, and, you know, she stands out on the show as a presence of, like, joy and love and stability, uh, which is saying something because so many characters on this show oh, embody Oh, yeah, I think that.
1: she's, she's a weird, like, straight man. Mm-hmm. in hmm In a way. She's, yeah. She's, she's. Yeah, more of a foil of that stability. Yeah, and I think um, while also getting to kind of make her own mistakes.
0: Yeah, and I think Rashida Jones's performance feels very close, especially in the beginning, to what she was playing on The Office. Oh, where yeah. It's her job to be the kind of steady keel yeah. around all the craziness, which I feel like. Sometimes makes the show lose sight of her a little bit yeah, as a character because she's
1: pretty normal right. as a person.
0: But they still uh, find wonderful opportunities for her, mm-hmm. and her friendship with Leslie is one of the most yeah. well rendered things. Yeah. Um, we have Tom Haverford. Uh, the fact that I'm this deep into the character description and I haven't even mentioned Aziz Ansari and sorry, excuse me, Aziz Ansari yet uh, should tell you how deep the bench of performers is on this show.
1: And I think um, he is kind of like the April in terms of being another like mm-hmm. secret protagonist.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he is, uh, sort of starts on the opposite end of the spectrum from April as somebody who is very boisterous and lives out loud and all about appearance and then gradually finds depth over the course of the show yeah. um as only Aziz Ansari can oh uh, backing them up in the office you also have Jerry or Jerry or Gary or Larry uh, Mr. Gergich yep. um, and uh, Donna played by Retta <sighs> love um, Donna. two characters who really spend most of the first season as kind of background extras mm. and then gradually become worked into the family of the show and
1: like really building their own wonderful mythologies exactly
0: yeah they start really building out like what Gary's life is at home which is phenomenal it's amazing um, and
1: then I love that like Donna gets to be this person who's just like so smart and Mm -hmm. like slytherin in the best way possible and like yeah she does what she wants yeah she's living the best romantic life possible Mm -hmm. but then like again like you get to the end of the series and she gets to find someone she really matches with and you know it's just lovely yeah like I I love seeing them
0: yeah then you got Mark Brandanowitz played by Paul Schneider he's a guy he's fine he's in season one they cut him out yeah they get rid of him pretty early Um, which I'll talk about a little bit more in the uh, what I liked about it um, you got Craig Middlebrooks, played by Billy Eichner, oh my God. a refugee from the hated next-door town of Eagleton. Uh, and then you have all of the different side characters of this show. There's Jean-Raphael and his sister, oh Mona God, Lisa, played by Jenny Slate.
1: I, like Those are the two of possibly my favorite supporting characters of all time. Yeah,
0: they are amazing. Uh, you have Joan Calamezzo, oh local talk show host. Perd Hapley, local news host. Uh, Sean Mulway-Tweep from the newspaper. Tammy, the librarian. Oh. Oh, playing, Tammy! Tammy, by, too! Uh, Tammy, too, excuse me. Yeah. Played by Nick Offerman's real-life wife, uh, and Megan Mullally. Um, you've got The Douche, played by Nick Kroll. Uh, Bobby Newport, played by Paul Rudd in one of my favorite cameos on the show. Oh, I forgot
1: about His you. campaign
0: manager, Jennifer Berkeley, played by Katherine Hahn, uh, um, as this sort of jaded scene everything. The
1: guy who was on um, The Good Place recently, Derek.
0: Oh right! Uh, What's his name? Yes,
1: who's like the perfume guy? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, whose he's name great. I'm completely blanking. Jason Mendoza. Yeah, he's um, wonderful. Yeah, he's great. Uh, so yeah, it has this just, ma- I mean, it essentially builds uh, I'll talk about it in the recommendations as well, but it builds this slate of characters from Pawnee, Indiana that feels a lot like Springfield on The Simpsons. Oh, totally. Um, it's a vast and deep bench of comedic Kristen superstars. Kristen Bell on it? Oh, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, so it's people that you can pull from at any point for any plot line and you'll have a winner. Uh, all of these character actors who can just pop on for an episode and be amazing. Um, and it, the show knows how to use them. It has a really absurd sense of humor that I think can adjust itself to the presence of whatever actor they were using, and still feel consistent. Um, themes and fun stuff for the, ser- for the series. Um, a big one is that government can be a force for good, even if it often really, really sucks and is frustrating. Um, the only way that government gets better and is effective is if people care and work hard together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially in current political times, it is sort of bracing to see a show that is kind of unrelentingly positive about the promise that america holds that is so true and the people in america well well also
1: being honest about it yeah
0: exactly like pawnee is very much a red state in a red state it's a red city uh and no one in the city appreciates the government that uh leslie and her friends are trying to work under um and even i think by focusing on a department like the parks and rec department the show keeps the actual stakes very low yeah but then it lets the characters invest so fully in those stakes that you start to see the value in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you really start to believe in it as much as they do. Um, it it underlines that with a lot of messages about local activism and the way that that can really affect change and matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie spends just multiple seasons trying to get a park built, um, yeah, but the, the effect that it has on the community is really noticeable and, uh, and that she has on the way to getting that done is really noticeable and it helps her grow as a person as well. Mm-hmm. Um. The biggest lesson is that people should care about their work and the people they do it with um, as much as possible and really invest themselves into doing yeah. things they love with people they love.
1: And that really is where Leslie and Ron meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because again, they have very different ideas about how to get this done, yeah. but they really meet on do the best work you can with the best people you can.
0: Yeah, and they're willing to compromise with one another because they know that they're both coming at something wholehearted. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Ron will acquiesce to Leslie's demands, partly because she'll just wear him yes. down, but also because he recognizes the good place that it comes from and yeah. that she's not trying to take advantage of anyone. And Leslie will listen to Ron's advice and dial things back and allow him to provide perspective to a lot of the things yeah. that she's incredibly passionate about. Um, so, yeah, it's a really fair-handed show um, with... Kind of lofty ideas that I think hinted a lot of the things that Michael Schur as a showrunner is very interested in following, um, which we'll talk about with The Good Place as well. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Optimism and trust are the ways to happiness I think all of the characters on the show Find their own versions of optimism um, And their own ways to again Trust the people around them I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit But the show really hits it hard In a way that never gets stale Um, And I'm fascinated by Parks and Rec Because you get to really as you watch it See the, the evolution of a TV show That kind of Was straddling eras of television. Um, I think it was coming off of Greg Daniels, uh, The American Office, which was a show that had become such a cultural force that Mm. it really redefined a lot of humor. It took the kind of irony of the British office and... Tempered it a little bit, mm. but kept it pretty present. Oh, um, yeah. And so, so much about The American Office is very ironic, very not bleak, but cynical. Yeah, um, you certainly
1: don't want to spend a lot of time with the people in The Office.
0: Exactly. It's about people who are stuck in a place they don't want to be. Yeah. And so, the early seasons of Parks and Rec, especially season one, which got um, interrupted by the writer's strike, um, are Very much trying to kind of capture that same energy. Leslie is set up as kind of a buffoonish character. Yeah,
1: in the same Um, way she she's supposed to be like female Michael Scott.
0: Exactly. And you have Paul Schneider's character whose job it is to be the gym and the sort of And mansplain to her. Yeah, and be he's like the nice, reasonable guy who's trying to handle these crazy people. But Amy Poehler doesn't really do irony in her performance. She's so... And I think she talks about in her book wanting to and agreeing with Michael Schur and, and Greg Daniels that like there was something about Leslie that is not... It can't be ironic. She yeah, has to really believe in one thing. And she and, can
1: be extreme and she can be foolish in her own ways, mm-hmm. but she is very earnest and dedicated.
0: Yeah. And the show can't let the joke be on her in the way that The Office often let the joke be on Michael Scott. Yeah. And so... As The more that they embrace that philosophy, the more they start to build out the supporting cast with these same ideas, the more I think they found the soul of it, which is everybody finding a way to be passionate about what they do, even though the stakes are really low. Um, And that, to me, happened alongside a transition in, I think, television in general, sort of moving out of the irony of the early 2000s and into people being unafraid to actually like things, Yeah, um, which is a
1: big deal. Yeah, and I think... Like, a problem with The Office, um, which is a great show on its own, but the longer it goes on, the more you're wondering why these people are ever in a room together. Exactly. Uh, Like, you know, obviously you have to go into work, but, like, when they all are at Pam and Jim's wedding, you're like, right. why are you inviting all your co-workers? Right. Why
0: are these people the ones walking down the aisle? How did these people become yeah. the most important people in Versus your life?
1: Versus when you see the end of Parks and Rec, you're like, these people all deeply care about each other. Exactly. And they like spending time together and they, and they care about a lot of the same things. Yeah.
0: I think when you approach... Television shows uh, with that sort of ironic cynicism at the heart of them, Mm. at a certain point, the center can't hold anymore. And the hangout philosophy doesn't work anymore because nobody wants to hang out with these people and they don't want to hang out with each other. But Parks and Rec, I think, only deepened the more it went on. Oh,
1: definitely. Because
0: you just found more characters to love and to bring into it. And so it really... I think, shows an evolution of comic sensibility that's really exciting.
1: And I feel like that's a show that it let the characters grow, like mm-hmm. especially, you know, April, Andy, yeah. um, Aziz, uh, Aziz I'm sorry Tom. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of shows and sitcoms in particular, they spin out and the characters become the worst um, caricatures of themselves. Right, they become
0: so broad. Yeah,
1: it's very frenzy where Ross mm-hmm. is suddenly like a, bub- a bam- um excuse me, I'm a bumbling idiot right now. He's a bumbling <laughs> idiot as well. And you're like, why is anyone ever interested in this man romantically? Right. Versus on Parks and Rec where these characters are allowed to grow as people. And so they mm-hmm. don't become caricatures. They become young people realizing who they are and what they're passionate about.
0: Yeah. And
1: you you want to spend more time with them, not less.
0: Yeah. And I think there's something about shows moving during Parks and Rec's run from really wrote sitcom structure mm. of every week is the same. Mm. Here's your status quo. The Office and other shows like it were the beginnings of shows getting more serialized mm. Where the but because they were still built around that status quo you had characters who weren't really allowed to change yeah. even though the world around them was changing which got really bleak at yeah. a certain point. And you're like why are Jim and Pam still living in Scranton? Yeah. Um, whereas then by the time you get to Parks and Rec both the characters and the world are allowed to evolve Yeah. and you can tell and, a really positive story like of and change. And in Parks and
1: Rec you see the the work that Leslie and her group does, like actually making a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a nice park. Right. Like, the people aren't dying of like sugar filled fountain sodas that are size of small children. Yeah. And like,
0: like they have, yeah, Pawnee is a better city by the end of the series yeah. than it was in the beginning. Yeah. Um, which is really exciting. It is. Um, so, yeah, we could talk about this all night. I know. I have and, a lot of thoughts about so that. So, let's talk about more things with it. <laughs> yes. Where do these cross over thematically?
1: Um, I think, obviously, the idea of community, mm-hmm. um, a good leader who might yeah. not expect that they are going to be a leader. I would I mean, say
0: important leadership teams. Yes. I think Hazel and Fiverr and yeah. Leslie and Ron. Yeah,
1: like really trusting the people who are on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe Bigwig is more of a Ron because he's he's like a tough guy. Yeah. And he's brave and and loyal. Um, he
0: was I probably in the war, too.
1: Yeah, he was probably in the war. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Fiverr would be. But anyway, we'll think about that about Best Buddies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, really like forming a... It's really about forming a society and like um, facing down some real serious odds. But- yeah knowing that you're going to make make a difference together. Absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, I think that those are really the big ones. And I think, like, the importance of home.
1: The importance of home and the importance of nature.
0: Yeah. Like, the, yeah,
1: it's really about taking care of where you live. And um, unfortunately, bunnies don't have as much control over that as they humans.
0: Don't. They can't have park rangers.
1: But if Leslie and her team are out there making things better for the buns, yeah. then the bunnies will have a place to live.
0: So are we bringing this into the physical I crossover? we are. I Let's think talk that's... about how this crosses over.
1: Yeah. Um... So, I'm thinking like I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this toward the end of Parks and Rec. Okay. Um, Ron is now the Mr. Parksman. Mr. Parksman. Um, but you know there there are some some still some issues that are facing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we live in a certain America today. Absolutely. And. Um, the the go- local government is trying to take part of the parkland oh, and no. um to, and put up like condos or
0: maybe like turn it into part of that uh, the Google co- company I forget what it's called yeah. but that buys Magic, all the land
1: Magic Mike's <laughs> <company>. Magic <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know strippers <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> um so yeah I'm thinking you know they're there's a real battle in terms of mm-hmm. um, what is going to happen to this land. Yeah, who's on that land? Bunnies, bunnies, a lot of bunnies.
0: Yeah, and I think I could see Ron getting invested in it, partly because he wants to hunt bunnies.
1: Oh yeah, like, because he's like, well, you're you're. I respect you as living creatures, mm-hmm. but you're part of the circle of life. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I think that he he wants to hunt them responsibly. Yeah, but you know, there's going to be a cost to pay. Yeah. Um, I think that you know Leslie gets involved, but I think that like. You know, maybe they they try to build a refuge and in true Pawnee fashion, it's like a habit trail or something like it just doesn't work. It's like yeah, not uh-huh. it's not effective. The bunnies aren't happy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, God, we can't figure out what the bunnies want. Yeah. Nobody in Pawnee knows what bunnies Nobody want. Nobody talks to But bunnies. Leslie's like, I, it's OK. I have an idea. Here comes Chris Pratt because mm-hmm. Andy can talk to bunnies.
1: Interesting, because I was going to say Larry can talk to bunnies.
0: Oh, I think Larry can low key talk to bunnies. Maybe, maybe okay. Here's what happens: yeah. Andy comes in, can talk to bunnies because he's Andy and he's yeah. youth like in innocence. Yep. He saves the day and everybody loves him. And then it is revealed at the end of the episode that Jerry could talk to bunnies the whole time and no one paid attention. Yeah, aw, <laughs> he just likes sits with the bunnies
1: and he's like, "Well, hey guys, yeah, exactly. how's it going?" And he's like. We have a neighbor who feeds the bunnies, mm-hmm. and um, I imagine this would be like Larry being very Dave, just like sitting out, oh, yeah. giving except, the bunnies some bread. <laughs> I don't
0: think the bunnies would really want to talk to Larry either. Why?
1: They'd be like, oh hi, Larry. Hey, no, it's great I, to th- see I you. feel like this is Larry, like an extension of Larry's wonderful home life. Okay, yeah, that's where everything fair. is perfect. I feel like in Larry Bunny World, he mm-hmm. really gets the buns. Yeah,
0: absolutely, but I think he doesn't get credit for anything. No, of because course not. He's not allowed to because that's a rule of the show. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty easy crossover, yeah,
1: like the land conservation thing exactly. um I feel like April would get involved in terms of animal conservation yeah. like that's her adopting her. out some buns, yeah, um, making sure that there's um effective bunny bunny breeding, so mm-hmm. people aren't hunting all the buns, exactly. Um, yeah,
0: she can really start to sort of enforce those laws. I think yeah. uh, Tom can somehow find a way to monetize the bunny yeah. sanctuary. Yeah, oh,
1: to- well, I mean, he's going to sell bunny swag. Yeah, Because all, everybody the swag. wants bunny swag.
0: Yeah, for sure. Bun swag. Yeah, right. Hashtag uh, bun swag. Yeah,
1: and I think if they want to raise money for the buns, he's going to mm-hmm. throw like a big bun themed party.
0: Yeah, a fundraiser for yeah, the buns with, like, like the buns may- in a hot tub or something. Yeah, right. And, 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 like the buns aren't happy about oh, it.
1: Oh, no, not the real and, buns. Well, I mean, maybe. Not the guest of honor in the hot tub maybe it's dry. maybe they're cuddle buns okay but then he could have like um you, like do like burgers and stuff and it would be like buns for buns oh i like
0: that yeah you little tom haverford you. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's. absolutely um you know i think uh yeah there's so many ways for this for for everybody in Pawnee to lend a hand yeah
1: oh exactly uh,
0: yeah i think donna helps on the publicity oh and, yeah you know oh and she or she's married to the teacher now
1: oh and so
0: they can teach all about buns yeah
1: oh the teacher sings a song about buns oh. they do like a musical thing mm-hmm. um I think, um, oh, what's his name Um, on the council? Jam. Oh, Oh, Jeremy Jam. Oh, Jeremy Jam. Yeah, maybe he was like pushing for the condos to get built because he was going to like buy a bunch and then... Like rent them out and be like a slumlord.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Hazel sticks a dog on him. Yeah. That's all Hazel knows yeah. how to do. <laughs> champion. Oh, good job, Champion. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think of how the buns get involved in this too. Yeah. Like, what is the reciprocity here? I feel
1: like, yeah, maybe Champion is their gateway. Mm-hmm. And so um, – Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe maybe Champion brought home a bun. And that's oh, how yeah. Andy realized he could talk to the bunnies. There we go. And April is like, no, you can't talk to a bunny.
0: And he's like, and, I can talk to uh, this yeah, bunny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then I think when Jerry finally passes away, uh, they install Hazel as the new mayor of Pawnee.
1: <gasps> I love that. In his place. Yeah. With
0: Andy as his interpretator. Interpre- oh, yeah. <laughs> interpretator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how they talk.
0: Interpretator tots.
1: Oh, delicious interpretator um, tots.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... I, oh. I, oh, so oh, okay. I'm just
1: thinking about all the ways to raise money for buns. Chris Traeger starts a 5K and supported the bunny sanctuary mm-hmm. called the Bun Run.
0: Oh, yeah. I like it. Yep. The Bun Run. The 5K hop. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. And Anne watches bemusedly from the sidelines. Exactly. Well,
1: she would be helping in the medical tent because she's a nurse. That's true.
0: Maybe she uh, starts helping the vets out, too, because I can't imagine the Pawnee vets are all that skilled.
1: True,
0: I guess she's not a veterinarian either. No, but she probably knows. Ma- I mean, I mean,
1: bunnies and humans—they're basically the same. Yeah,
0: basically, right? Almost exactly the same yep. anatomies is what I'm saying. Um, so I hesitate to ask this, Annie. Yeah, but you brought it on yourself. Yes, kiss your faces.
1: Two words, Wald. Okay, little <gasps> Sebastian.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> so who is good enough in Watership Down? So I'm Sebastian? just
1: saying, like, Fire is a little weird. He doesn't mm-hmm. fit in with the other buns exactly. Uh-huh. But you know who he might fit in with? Little Sebastian. Little Sebastian.
0: Now, not to go blue, yeah. it is established on the show that little Sebastian's genitalia are massive. <laughs> <laughs> is Fiverr okay?
1: This is not a sexual relationship. Okay, I all. just wanted to make sure. It's a romantic relationship. I just would be,
0: only because the show spends so much time on that aspect I of am, the mythology. I
1: am headcanoning... Fiverr as asexual. Yep. Um, Demi romantic. I like it. Yeah.
0: So he's like little Sebastian's comfort bun.
1: Yeah, they just they they'll snuggle, yeah. and he can ride on um, little Sebastian.
0: Bun bun, little Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> Your ten thousand bunnies in, in the wind. wind.
0: Yes, fully on board for this. Yes, little Sebastian, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um. And then I am going to also um, bring in, um, the the doctor who um helps bring fiber um Hazel back oh, in yeah. his car. Oh the the farm the girl's dad. Yeah. I think he's a doctor, oh, but okay. he's on the farm. I can't remember. So Maybe he's a vet. They need. Yeah. See, so there you go. Um. So, I feel like I, I want to hook him up with somebody that was going to be my other okay. kiss your face. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mona Lisa, obviously, I know, right? Um, I do kind of like um, Jennifer Barkley, even though she's like she's got a whole world. Yeah, I don't think she's made for the No, no, she's Maybe really, she'll really not. Mowichweep. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, because like. She needs someone who's real nice. Yeah, she
0: could use a stable guy. She
1: needs a real nice stable guy. Mm -hmm. There we go. She'd be a good mom too. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, it's just kind of like she's she gets to still be a reporter.
0: Yeah, she can talk about the buns. But then
1: she can go home at night and um, just live on the farm. Yeah, and watch out for the buns.
0: I feel like Perd happily marries a bun.
1: Today, (laughs) buns are in the news (laughs) and in my life.
0: Yes. This is a story about bunnies, which is what we're talking about now. (laughs)
1: Um. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like Bobby Newport would love the bunnies. Oh,
0: yeah. Absolutely. I think Bobby
1: Newport would end up being like a big sponsor for the Buns. I, they get
0: sweetums to pay for the bunny sanctuary.
1: Yeah, sweet sweet then, bun yeah. sanctuary.
0: <laughs> and then the buns get all the candy they want.
1: Exactly. Oh god.
0: <laughs> then they have as much diabetes as the rest of Pawnee. Oh.
1: Sorry pony. <laughs> it's a happy enough story. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, I mean Battle Dome, I feel like General Woundwort.
1: Everybody, yeah. And everybody. Well, um and then Jam and all the buns. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah and yeah like I think it's it's more of a best bud kind of so. situation, um
0: yeah, Leslie and Hazel, for sure, oh
1: totally, um, and yeah, I think um Ron and um big wig mm-hmm. um
0: I think so Tom licenses and puts out um based on Andy's abilities a Bunda human translator, yep that isn't super functional yeah but it's functional enough
1: uh-huh. that
0: everybody uses it so now they can talk to the buns oh
1: yay oh so, i like that so
0: yeah um yeah i think fiber Fiverr and little sebastian and yes. and andy i think i think Fiverr and andy really connect
1: yeah i think so i think because Fiver's just like i've got some real concerns mm-hmm. about things i'm very nervous all the time and Andy's like don't worry i got, I got you, you bun i got you bun okay. Um, I feel like maybe Blackberry and Anne Perkins. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's like a real good smart bun and, and she's a real good smart lady. Mm-hmm.
0: I think Holly and Bluebell and the two animal control guys. Oh. Uh, one of whom is Harris Whittles. Who... Maybe. So
1: are Holly and Bluebell, like, are they working in animal control now?
0: Yeah. Are
1: they, like, you walk into animal control and it's two guys and two bunnies? And they're
0: all smoking pot.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> and everybody's like, wait, aren't, are you an animal?
0: And they're like, And they're like, control. I am. Takes one to control one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> little bunny sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, what about um? Oh, um. Ben, ben Wyatt. Yeah. yeah, who's Ben friends with? Oh, that's a good question.
0: I mean, he's married to to, to Leslie. Yeah, so, so maybe so um, Hazel as well.
1: Yeah, well, also um, his um, his in play. Who's, who ends up married to Hazel?
0: Ben gets super into mythology. And makes a new board game. He
1: makes Bunnies and Burrows.
0: Oh, yes, buns and Burrows. The Buns of Dunshire. Yeah. Bunshire? <laughs> the Cones of Bunshire.
1: <laughs> Yay!
0: It's the spinoff.
1: Oh my god, I want to play The Cones of Bunshire. Oh, don't
0: we all? Probably not. But the accountants I will disagree. love it. I <laughs> disagree.
1: I totally want to play The Cones of Bunshire.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, really the answer to Best Buddies is everybody.
1: Every Yeah, Best it's a big, bunnies. like, cuddle bun fest.
0: Mm-hmm um so yeah if people want to keep this bun fest moving and rolling along uh what else can they look for annie let's do some reader's advisories
1: yes where is my reader's advisor oh yeah there we go um so if you are feeling some more um watership down in your life uh, my big recommendation is mrs frisbee and the rats of nim slash the secret of nim either the book or the movie um It's a little more anthropomorphized, but it's still that kind of secret world of mice and rats and what's going on in your backyard without you knowing.
0: Movie is also disturbing. I see. I never thought it was disturbing. Well, I caught part of it in a hotel room when I was six.
1: You you just went to hotel rooms and watched movies. You like to watch
0: a lot of TV at home. That is true. I had to get it on the road.
1: (laughs) We watched a lot, so I was very desensitized. Free of context. Um, The Guardians of Cahul. Okay, guys. I saw this movie twice in the theater. It's It's true. It's about owls. It's amazing. It's the only good movie what's-his-name will ever make. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. His movies are garbage, except for Guardians of Ga'Hul, which is possibly one of the greatest animated films of all time.
0: Well, there we go. Throwing it down. It's
1: adorable. It's exciting. It's got owls you've you learned no you learned some cool owl facts uh-huh. it's got that great sense of mythology mm-hmm. um
0: it's, it's
1: based on a book right yeah it's based on a book series um which i have not read but is also supposed to be adorable
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah big fan <laughs> <laughs> There,
0: everybody seriously big fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah right why don't i own that movie i, I, don't I should know. get that you should, yes That's obviously the lesson to take from this.
1: Anyway, um, there's Babe, which is about a baby pig who is separated from his mom, and he learns to be a sheepdog. Mm -hmm. It's adorable.
0: And it has James Cromwell as the best.
1: Yes. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Um, There's Charlotte's Web, um, the classic book about a little pig who makes good thanks to a spider friend, the only Mm -hmm. time a spider will ever be worthwhile in fiction.
0: Yeah maybe the only fictional spider you actually and, like and
1: i actually so there was the the live action movie uh-huh. i couldn't watch that because the spider was too real oh. so the animated movie is really she's, non-threatening threatening she's very non-threatening mm-hmm. um there's the one and only ivan by katherine applegate um which is a book about a um i think gorilla and a baby elephant oh i know real cute animal
0: friends yeah
1: Um, there's Bunnicula for if you like your buns to be a little spooky.
0: Um,
1: this is a hilarious, um, I want to say chapter book. I wouldn't even say it's middle grade. Yeah.
0: It's, I remember it. It's real early reader. Yeah.
1: Um, about a, it's told from the perspective of a family dog who, the dog and the cat think that the family's new bunny is a bunny vampire. And they're right. They are right. And actually there are sequels and they're just hilarious and adorable as well. Um, And just the right level of spooky, Mm -hmm. if that's what you like. Um, If you like your bunnies even more anthropomorphized, there is El Defo um, by Cece Bell, which is so cute. And it's actually, it's like a memoir about growing up with um, hearing loss, but it's um it's a graphic novel and all the characters are bunnies so it's like little well, bunnies going to school but it's also this really beautiful tale of being deaf as a child and yeah. kind of dealing with that um in like a an elementary school setting mm-hmm. um there's the the red Wall series um which i didn't get super into i think i read one it, of them it was a
0: very like middle school boy fantasy series yeah i, I think, think that
1: was why i was like where are the girls yeah screw yeah. this It was, was but I was I was very into reading girls. So it it
0: was in Doctor Peebles' reading library at the uh, at the Albert and like people love them. Like and it's
1: like real great fun fantasy Mm -hmm. told from the perspective of small animals. Exactly, so super fun. Um, so much that is, or one thing that is not as much fun, but still about animals. Things are about
0: to take a turn. here. I know.
1: So um, there's Animal Farm, um, which. Is I kind of get kind of that allegory, and I feel like we we had talked about before we started the podcast about how Watership Down, it's like not exactly a children's book. Mm-hmm. Like it was not. It was both kind of written from the the idea, yeah. like the inspiration of these stories that richard adams would tell to his daughters but like the book itself is not really intended for children yeah because i tried to read it when
0: i was too young and yeah and it's much more of an allegory which Mm -hmm. is certainly
1: animal farm farm like it's animals but you're not going to give it to the second graders um there's his dark materials which um has actual talking animals Mm -hmm. um and i I would love a daemon so bad yes
0: yeah that is one of like that those that series like makes me ache with want for a oh, daemon, just to follow me around. I don't even know what it would look like.
1: Yeah, right. Like who knows? Yeah. What if Bodo had a daemon?
0: Oh, Bodo is a daemon.
1: Oh. Um, and then there is Homeward Bound because <laughs> I feel like that's also be a- the
0: most towering literary achievement on this list.
1: It's a beautiful movie. It is, and that's a, that's one where it's like the secret world of. Yeah. Like I feel like it's a great kind of example of like the. Things that are going on behind humans' backs, Mm -hmm. Um, and
0: as as pets try to get home, as
1: pets try and get home, just some real good dogs and a cat. Like Mm. it's it's full of feels, good old feels. Um, Yeah. So how about that parks and rec?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is like a whole um, like. Michael Schur, Greg Daniels television universe of shows that you can watch. I mean, there was The mm-hmm. Office that we talked about. Um still I mean, as much as I I don't think we ragged on it, but as much oh, no, like, as as imperfect as it is, still a really solid series. And um, I think it
1: just it got almost say like the its success was its own undoing in some ways it got extended way past its own shelf life even just because it's like yeah how do you make these characters spend time together when they would never actually spend time together but so many great performances Mm -hmm. um,
0: and a real a real heart that it found more and more as it went and then lost as it kept going Um, but uh, but yeah I would say the Simpsons um, for the same kind of small town feel and replication of of just massive casts of supporting characters Mm -hmm. who you can pull from at any point. Um, King of the Hill uh, is another show that I think very much gets life in a small town, especially a conservative small town, but is not judgmental either way about it and is actually incredibly open-hearted and generous towards its characters. Um, The more I think back on King of the Hill, the more fondly I think about it. I feel Mm -hmm. like it was never my favorite show when I was a kid, but I watched it because it was a cartoon and it was after The Simpsons. And it's actually a show that more and more I find myself thinking back to specific moments and either laughing a lot at or or realizing that, like, wow, that was really thoughtful and, uh, and carefully wrought. So give it a good shot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which we are currently oh, working so our way good. through. Uh, another Michael Schur show. Um, it is uh, just as goofy and bonkers as – Parks and Rec, um, it, I think, mytholo- mythologizes its own workplace setting even more than Parks and Rec, where, you know, the excuses for all these characters to be the focus of everything is stretched a I little mean, thin because they're all police officers. Um, but then, like, you know, Gina the Admin still comes on all their oh, adventures. Yeah. And, like,
1: why are um, Hitchcock and Scully there? when right. I mean, There are other more competent police officers. Right. But, but it, like...
0: It replicates a lot of the same style of Parks and Rec, and I feel like having watched Parks and Rec... We could watch the first season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and see it working through a lot of the same strategies mm. of, like, Hitchcock and Scully being background characters who gradually get worked yeah. into the show. Like, it it lets itself grow surprises really nicely. Um, and current, uh, my current, and I think your current favorite right now, too, mm. The Good Place. Oh, so good. Uh, which is Michael Schur's current sitcom. Uh, just a fascinating and hilariously random and delightful meditation on ethics and goodness and what that means. Um, I think I read today, it got renewed for a third season, and I believe Michael Schur has said in an interview that he only has three seasons of <gasps> story for it. No! But like,
1: I, I know can see it. it's hard It's hard for that one to run for like seven seasons.
0: Yeah, it is a show that is saying something very clear, <laughs> I'm so but sad. I'm going to miss it so bad when it goes. Oh my
1: God. And I, that's another one where I'm like, all of these... Characters and actors are so perfect in these roles. Mm -hmm. Like, and and just the writing is so sharp. Yeah. Like every episode I have a laugh out loud moment. Yeah.
0: And I just want to watch Kristen Bell at a shrimp dispensary <laughs> oh, forever. she's so great. Um yes. Uh also yes please, Amy mm-hmm. Poehler's memoir. Um if you're ever driving 14 hours in a U-Haul from Pittsburgh, yep. um During it's a great book to listen Thanksgiving to. Thanksgiving traffic. Yeah, it's a really lovely book to listen to. Thank it's just a you, really Amy lovely Poehler. book in general. Thank you so much. Um and I believe actually Michael Shear does one of the chapters in it because it's her talking to him about Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. It's either he or Greg Daniels, but I'm pretty sure it's Michael Sure. One of them. Um, But uh, it's just a lovely look at Amy Poehler's kind of personal philosophy as a performer yeah. uh, and as a human being. And guess what? Spoiler alert, she's great. Yeah. So you'll like it a lot.
1: Oh, be our friend, Amy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in the mood for some more podcasts, there's My Brother, My Brother and Mm -hmm. Me. It's by the McElroy brothers who are the same guys who do The Adventure Zone, which I've talked about ad nauseum, but, uh, this is their original podcast. It's just three brothers who grew up really funny together and, uh, they do ostensibly an advice show where people write in with questions and then they give very bad advice, but they have an amazing capacity for random riffing and I think the thing that puts it into the same category for Parks and Rec with me is that their entire sort of humor philosophy philosophy is based around kindness and they don't Uh, There's no cynicism. There's no irony. There's a lot of genuine caring. And they, you can actually, they talk about- And they
1: like will rag on each other, but it's in such a good natured way.
0: Exactly. And they talk a lot about, you know, their first 50 episodes they recommend people not listening to because they spend a lot of time sort of, I think their big example, and it's dumb, but actually going off of earlier in the episode, Mm -hmm. they talk about, they did an episode where someone asked a question about furries and they spent a lot of time- In that episode, making fun of furries. And then Mm -hmm. one of their listeners wrote in and was like, Hey, I'm a furry. Yeah. Like, that's like, I'm not
1: hurting anybody. So why don't you lay off?
0: And it was a moment of realization for them about oh, people who aren't us invest in us and listen yeah. to us and we have this sort of voice. And, and so it's not
1: fun to make fun of people. Exactly.
0: So now they have a much more inclusive and wonderful approach to their humor and it's just a really fun show. And
1: I feel like that actually like I thought you were going to bring it up because of the, the expanded universe factor. Oh, like I, yeah. I like they have my brother and my brother and me and they do the Adventure Zone but mm-hmm. they have like this giant expanded network of like everybody they've ever met has a podcast. Yeah
0: it's like the McElroy planet of podcasts. Yeah so um, it's it's
1: almost like if you listen to their podcast like you live in a a city and all of your neighbors are mackleroys in some way yeah
0: exactly like they each have a separate podcast with their wives uh and like like,
1: not just like here's my wife and i talking about our marriage but like
0: like, here's a medical history podcast and here's one about manners and and here's
1: one where we watch the bachelor and the
0: bachelorette exactly so like it's um my brother my brother and me is a great sort of Introduction to the McElroy Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Uh, and it is, um, it's is—it's a really lovely distillation of how to do humor from a position of inclusivity and kindness while mm-hmm. still being really random and fun. Yeah. Um, and then the last recommendation is actually a film, uh, Happy-Go-Lucky, oh,
1: yeah.
0: um, starring Sally Hawking.
1: I, I'm really – it's interesting you brought that up. Really? Because when I was like, oh, what's the rabbit – Um the the trickster rabbit name and I was like it's like Enraha or something and I googled that and then Happy Go Lucky came up because that's what the driving instructor says oh right and I was like oh I forgot about that yeah. so it's weird to see that here because I was not at all Man, my connection. all kinds of yeah. connections
0: but yeah um it stars Sa- Sally Hawkins yes Hawkins Hawkins Hawkins,
1: Hawkins? The, she's so, wonderful she's amazing um <laughs> we love
0: her yeah and I um I put it on mostly because I feel like she is a very Leslie Nopish character. Yeah. In that she is an incredibly I mean, the movie is about this woman who is sort of relentlessly positive in a very genuine way and about sort of her being tested by that. Like yeah. she has this innate optimism and sense of people's goodness. And she's in a situation she's put into a situation um, with a character who is very much troubled and yeah. not that. And it's a fairly realistic look at that. Yeah. while Like Which, it has it has just enough whimsy to yeah. feel safe. While yeah. also being very willing to go to places that are not that, but like you don't, you end up still feeling. Yeah, good. I feel
1: it's it's an actually, if you were going to like, pitch it, like it would either sound boring or, mm-hmm. like you would expect it to get like real dark and terrible, right? And like I love that, like she's a character who like can handle a really bad situation, but mm-hmm. it, like you said, it does make her question kind of her approach and um, who she is and, you know, what what the world is yeah. um, while while not changing her dramatically and now she's cynical and whatever. Right.
0: Like, it's a fast, I feel like it's a movie about a character who in any other movie would be ruined by the events of the yeah. film or would, like, be falsely triumphant over yeah. them. But it manages to thread a really wonderfully subtle needle of character motivation where she goes through an incredibly trying experience. She is changed by it and she comes out as recognizably the same person yeah. um and the movie is on her side the whole way through yeah. it's not about needing to break her down um it's a really lovely quiet soft movie yeah. not soft but no, like, but like gentle it's movie.
1: gentle yeah. while also being about like a real upsetting situation mm. But um, oh. it has also a nice cast of characters who all like each other.
0: It's true. Um, so, yeah, I think that it shares a lot of, uh, of energy with Parks and Rec yeah. um, when I think about them. But, uh, yeah, I think that was a hearty list of recommendations from Yay. both of us.
1: Good stuff, guys.
0: Um, hey, we got some bunnies at home.
1: Oh, buns. Buns in, on buns. and yeah.
0: But you know what? We have a home. We do on the internet.
1: Our home on the internet is crossoverappealpodcast.tumblr.com. You'll find all our show notes there and some reblogs of things and fun gifts and bun- mm-hmm. I'm bunnies. I'm going to post a lot of bunnies.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's going to be a lot of buns. Yeah. Um, if you've got buns you want to, you want us to post, but like the. The bunny kind. Yeah. Um, Don't
1: get weird with this. Yeah. Guys. Come on, everybody. Keep Don't it, get weird. Keep
0: it G-rated. Yeah. Um, you can send those buns to us at crossover appeal podcast at gmail.com.
1: Um, if you've got some good um, Bye Bye Little Sebastian um,
0: <gasps> gifts, videos, gifts, videos, like
1: um covers.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, you can
1: share them in our Facebook group, um, which is Crossover Appeal Podcast. Mm-hmm. We will give you a big thumbs up.
0: Yeah, you can treat those gifts to us at Crossover Appeal, uh, and maybe we'll put up a poll about something or other.
1: Yeah, oh man, that's a good question. We'll I'm think sure. of a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and most importantly, um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and maybe, hey, leave us a rating and review mm-hmm. because that would be great.
0: It's all about community, everybody. And we formed a little community with all of you. And now let's go out to the world. Yay,
1: because it does make a difference. And, you know, we, we really love it when we see we've got a new review or rating. Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, I might even say we are thankful for it.
1: Oh, that is as true. We move into
0: Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, thanks for giving us a rating or review. That's what maybe? we'll be saying Yay. over our turn.
0: Ter- <laughs> um but yeah uh thanks for joining us um we will see you all again in two weeks Mm -hmm. um maybe we'll still be talking about bunnies who knows
1: we should always talk about bunnies there's always
0: a subtle the subtext is always bunnies
1: yeah well (laughs) there are some in our neighborhood and you know what Sometimes I spot him before Bodo does. It's true. Sometimes he doesn't even notice a bunny. Sometimes
0: Bodo's dumb, you guys.
1: Oh, no. He's beautiful. Well,
0: we're going to go out and see if we can't spot some buns with Bodo. Yeah. Um, But in the meantime, we'll see you back here in two weeks. Uh, this has been Crossover Appeal. I'm Walt McGoff.
1: And I'm Annie Cardi.
0: And we are reminding you to, as always,
1: please ship responsibly.